breaking news. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. Thank you for being with us. Special coverage of ECU basketball today here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game. P-Man with you. Uh, and uh, Ben Byron producing uh, back in uh, our network studios. We've also got uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington uh, on hand, and both those guys will be uh, uh, enhancing and helping our coverage today. The Mike Swartz error, uh, era in uh, ECU history has gotten underway as uh, the Board of Trustees just about seven minutes ago made it official that uh, Mike Swartz, the associate head coach at the University of Tennessee, has been named as the 24th head coach in ECU men's basketball program history. Uh, We're going to have in the next uh, 15 minutes or so a uh, Zoom press conference. It's been a while since we've done one of those. Uh, We have uh, been uh, permitted by the good folks at East Carolina Athletics to uh, put that over our airwaves. We'll also be streaming it. Uh, audio only. We will have video excerpts uh, on our social media later on today. But uh, we will have that for you coming up in a matter of minutes. Also joining us this hour will be Cy Seymour for his thoughts on the hiring of uh, Mike Swartz as East Carolina's new basketball coach. At 5.30 today during our normal Patrick Johnson slow, uh, show time slot, uh, it's going to be uh, ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, joining us live on the telephone. So uh, a couple of things to run through uh, with here. We've got the release, uh, and I'll, I'll bring you some of that in a minute. Ben will as well. Uh, I need to get in position for the Zoom in a few minutes, but uh, we'll grab a break shortly before that, and then around 4.15 look to bring you that coverage of the, uh, of the uh, live press conference over Zoom to announce the official hiring of Mike Swartz. He'll be joined on that by ECU Director of Athletics, John Gilbert. So a lot to uh, get to there. So it was less than a week ago on March 10th, ECU's season came to an end in the first round of the American Athletic Conference Tournament in Fort Worth, Texas, 74-63 in a loss to Cincinnati. The Pirates actually led by a point with inside of four minutes to go in that game, but were outscored the rest of the way. ECU did finish 15-15. and Uh, but they were swept by the Cincinnati Bearcats during the course of the season, in fact, in three games. Then on Friday, March 11th, the Pirate uh, basketball team traveled back from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth to RDU, where they then would arrive on campus uh, about an hour and a half, two hours after they landed. Uh, That is when a meeting occurred between ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert and – then head coach Joe Dooley, that ended with uh, the Dooley termination. In fact, 94-3, the game to first to report that on Friday afternoon late. So then we got into the weekend. Certainly there were a lot of emotions. There was a lot of speculation. Uh, The name Michael Swartz, among some, started to grow in in circles. Uh, I walked into the ECU softball press box as I was doing the game that day for ESPN+. And the SEC championship game was on. And they had one of those ISO boxes on Mike Swartz uh, talking about his prospects as a heralded heralded and wanted head coach. So uh, that is uh, part of that. And uh, that uh, is when things really started to fuel up 
Monday, a lot of information started to come in. Uh, we had learned this, but had been asked to kind of keep it under wraps as some of the details of the contract were still being worked out. But it was reported, and we were able to confirm those reports pretty rapidly that uh, ECU had hired Mike Swartz as its new head basketball coach. And then within the last 15 minutes, the board of trustees holding a special meeting, and it was approved. So that is uh, the timeline we are uh, operating on to where we've gotten to this point. And uh, Michael Swartz tabbed the 24th head coach at ECU men's basketball program history. Uh, Swartz considered, I'm reading from the release now, one of the most versatile and well-rounded assistant coaches in basketball. Swartz has spent the last seven years on staff at the University of Tennessee, including four as the associate head coach. In the fall of 2019, Swartz earned feature placement on the athletics list of the nation's top 25 up-and-coming college basketball coaches. This is a uh, quote. I'm pleased to welcome Michael along with his wife, Stephanie, and children, Sydney and Samantha, to ECU. That's John Gilbert in this release. It's an exciting day for our men's basketball program at Pirate Nation. Mike has all the intangibles and acumen we are looking for in a head coach during the process, and it became immediately clear that he was the right fit to lead our program. The comment continues from John Gilbert. Mike is a proven leader who has all the tools needed to lay the groundwork. As we work together to bring sustained success to our program, he brings enthusiasm and positive energy daily and will emphasize accountability, academics, player development, and engagement within the community and surrounding region. He has been a great evaluator on the recruiting trail for more than 20 years. He will show a genuine commitment to our student athletes from day one on and off the court and be a mentor for all of them moving forward. We are excited to have such a talented coach on board to lead the Pirates forward. Uh, they have a comment here from uh, Rick Barnes as well in the release. I know we've got a link to the article on our Twitter. Uh, don't know if the guys have the full release up on Facebook or not on 943thegame.com, but if not, they're working on it uh, pretty quickly. Uh, his timeline includes uh, playing at the University of Texas and then a graduate assistant. He then went on to Long Beach State, did Mike Swartz. He was the operations and video assistant there, became the video coordinator in 2002 at Texas. Then went to Texas San Antonio as an assistant coach in the 0405 season. Was the coordinator of basketball operations at Miami with Frank Haith in 05. Was there in that position for a couple of seasons, but then he was elevated to assistant coach from 07 to 2011. And then from 2011 to 2014, an assistant coach at Fresno State. Uh, in the 14-15 season, an associate head coach at Fresno State. Went with Frank Haith to Tulsa for the 2015-16 season. And then in 2016, started his run on staff with Rick Barnes at Tennessee, where since 2019, he has served as the associate uh, head coach. A heralded international recruiter, uh, someone that uh, is a dogged recruiter. In fact, uh, I talked to a really prominent high school basketball coach uh, earlier today who talked about what a sharp and on-point and dogged recruiter this uh this gentleman, Mike Swartz, is. In fact, uh, this coach told me that they had a playoff game on the road a long way from their campus. Coach Swartz was recruiting some of his players. He beat them. I mean, drove from Knoxville and beat them to the uh, gym for the playoff game. They walked in the gym at 5 o'clock. He was there. So uh, certainly someone that is visible, a lot of energy. I think some of the comments that John Gilbert made in this release are interesting. 
as far as working towards bringing success to the program together, uh, enthusiasm, positive energy, uh, communication, and then engagement with the community. These are areas that I think this uh, administration had been looking for and perhaps were not uh, feeling like they were receiving uh, with the uh, prior uh, head coach, Joe Dooley, according to, to most accounts. So uh, that is where we are right now. We're a few minutes away from this uh, press avail on Zoom. Uh, ben Byram, as we bring him in, Ben has assured me that we will have this uh, <laughs> for everybody uh, via Zoom uh, today. Uh, ben, you and I have been through a few of these Zoom press conferences before, um, and they do they're they're done differently by everybody, right? Uh, there sometimes there's a function where you raise your hand. You raise your and, hand, and uh, I don't know how. Sometimes others, and, and some of these ECU ones have sort of been like this. There is uh, uh, an element that it's uh, kind of a free for all, <laughs> you know, to it. So um, hopefully uh, the audio will translate. Obviously the answers will, but it, we we warn you there could be some awkward transitions with questions depending on how that is done. But. People talking Most over of, each other, and yeah, you have that it just awkward may, moment where, like, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Right, yeah. So you may hear some of that, and again, we uh, we apologize for that. All of our guys will be involved. I'm going to be uh, on the Zoom call as well, so I'm going to depart here so I can be a part of that here in a moment. Uh, we'll get ready to grab a break. But in case you're just joining us, you're looking for Colin Cowherd. This is special coverage of ECU's hiring of uh, Mike Schwartz as the 24th head coach of uh, ECU basketball in the program's history and uh, coach Swartz has a good foundation as far as academics and uh, at least uh, a team that at its core if you could retain the majority of these players had some success this year played in some close games had some exciting moments for the program 15 and 15 I think ultimately is not where you want to be but it was and is trending in a much better direction than it was a few years ago so it isn't like he's coming in with a covered bear situation unless a lot of players opt to get into the transfer portal. That's always something that uh, you do have to fear about. Uh, but we'll see how Coach will uh, address that. I'm sure he'll be asked that today. Uh, ben, you want to grab a break? Why don't we do that? We'll come back uh, two, three minutes from now, and uh, Ben will lead you into coverage of this Zoom press conference. Uh, and uh, then we'll have Cy Seymour on for his immediate reaction as soon as the presser ends. We are uh, in our special coverage of Michael Swartz being hired as the ECU basketball head coach. He and John Gilbert on the other side of this break as our coverage continues on here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game. joint pain relief without surgery, without drugs, without downtime. New options are now available here. Regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. This is Patrick Johnson talking about biologic therapies. It's the most exciting medical development in years. These remarkable regenerative treatments actually encourage your own body to help heal the damaged tissue in your joints. Professional athletes, they've done it for years. It's now available for folks like you and me. If you've been struggling with knee, back, shoulder, or hip pain, arthritis pain of any kind, 
time, you need to check out the exciting natural alternative with incredible patient satisfaction reports. Restorative biological therapies at QC Kinetics. Effective treatments for chronic joint pain with no drugs and no surgery. Call now for a free consultation. Learn about all the regenerative options available to help you get pain-free. Call the medical professionals right here in our own backyard at QC Kinetics. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-7246. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. I'm Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World. Trucks, 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 two-wheel drives, four-wheel drive, extended cabs, crew cabs, you name it, we have it. Late model, low mileage, all brands. 15 liters to choose from for all of your financing options. Plus, we customize tires, rims, lift kits on site, no matter how large or small the job is. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. Welcome back to our live coverage of Mike Schwartz's introductory press conference as he's the new head coach of ECU basketball. We await first word, and we have it. We're switching over to coverage. It's the introductory press conference of Mike Schwartz. little technical difficulties on there, and they're still working out the kinks, but... uh. Just reading the media release here, uh, obviously Michael Schwartz is a guy that's had a lot of experience coaching or as an assistant coach at some top-level programs. He spent the 2015 and 2016 season as the assistant coach and offensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator at Tulsa, and uh, he helped the Golden Hurricane advance to the NCAA tournament. Prior to that, he spent four seasons as the lead assistant under Rodney Terry, another former Rick Barnes assistant at Fresno State including one year as an associate head coach. This guy obviously has been at a lot of stops, has a lot of experience in multiple different roles. And uh, he also was an in-game coordinator for Fresno there, as well as a recruiting coordinator, a scouting coordinator, and as well as uh, dealing with skill development. 
and he helped guide the Bulldogs to their first 21 season and postseason appearance in seven years in the finals of the college Chip, basketball how we doing? Are we about ready? Yes, sir. We're about ready. And let's take oh, it away and send it over mic. to uh, the press conference. Right, you go ahead and say Everybody hear me okay? So, Chip, are we ready? We're still waiting a few minutes. All right. I think we're ready. Um, so we'll start with comments from Director of Athletics, John Gilbert. Um, we'll also have comments from Coach Swartz and then open it up for questions. Um, if you've got a question, please use the raised hand feature and state your affiliation when called upon. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, I'm really excited to announce our, our next head men's basketball coach, uh, Mike Schwartz. We're looking forward to welcoming Mike and his wife, Stephanie, and his two daughters, Sydney and Samantha, to Greenville uh, and, and meet all of Pirate Nation at the appropriate time. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike is still on staff at the University of Tennessee, uh, you know, getting ready to play this weekend in the NCAA tournament. And so uh, he will be joining us uh, after the fact, uh, but really excited about uh, where that is going to take us. Mike is highly regarded in the basketball industry. You know, I really feel like we're fortunate to have him on board uh, to lead the program. He has an infectious personality, and he brings a lot of enthusiasm and positive energy daily. He, he really is going to emphasize accountability, academics, uh, player development. Uh, he and I talked long about engaging our community and region and, and making sure that we build a program for su sustained success. Um, he really emphasizes the player development piece. Uh, there are a number of student athletes uh, over the years that uh, are not as highly recruited that, uh, you know, Mike and ha has done a really good job of developing from a player development standpoint, which is uh, a key factor. I, I do want to make this, uh, you know, about him today. Uh, and please welcome Mike Schwartz, head basketball coach at East Carolina. Mike, you look great in purple. <laughs> thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining this call. Um, really, really excited uh, about this opportunity. And, you know, um, I'll say this. I'm going to start with this. Uh, many of you may or may not know that I'm from Los Angeles, uh, born and raised. And I always grew up dreaming about being in the purple and gold. I dreamt about it. It was a passion for the purple and gold. And little would I know that uh, many, many years later that I would be in the purple and gold, you know, living a dream out. And that's exactly what this is. And uh, to be able to have an opportunity to lead the men's basketball program, uh, East Carolina University, my wife, Stephanie, my two daughters, as John alluded to, we're so thrilled to be a part of Pirate Nation. And um just cannot wait uh, to get our feet on the ground in Greenville. Obviously, with that being said, at the moment, uh, it's all Tennessee and all orange right now. Uh, we're in the midst of starting the NCAA tournament tomorrow, and that, that's where our focus is, and, and that's where my focus is at the, at the time being. 
But uh, needless to say that, and, and John knows my personality, and, and I'm looking forward to all of you getting a chance to get to know me and me get to know you guys, that once this part of our season is completed, and hopefully that's three weeks, but we got to take care of tomorrow, that I am just so fired up uh, to get to Greenville and get two feet in and, and begin to build the program there. Before we uh, kind of move into some of the other things, and I'm sure you guys have questions for me, I just want to say thank you to Chancellor Rogers and John Gilbert for having the faith in me and the confidence in me to lead the men's basketball program. Uh, it means so much that they believe in that our alignment to have the opportunity to build a special program together. So Chancellor Rogers, John, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. I understand the volume of it, the magnitude of it, and I'm extremely excited uh, to have the opportunity to partner with you and work closely with you. You know, there's a lot of people that go in to this kind of, to have this kind of opportunity. It, it takes a village over many, many years and former players, coaches, people that I've worked with, I, I couldn't even begin to start to talk about and name them all, but there are a few that I definitely want to, um, there are a few that I definitely want to make specific note of, particularly some of the coaches that gave me opportunity to be an assistant coach for them. Tim Carter at UT San Antonio, uh, Frank Haith at the University of Miami, uh, Rodney Terry at Fresno State University, and I went back with Frank Haight at the University of Tulsa. And last, but certainly not least, is uh, one of the most important people in my life is uh, Coach Barnes. Uh, Coach Barnes, I owe him everything. And he is somebody that gave me an opportunity when I was young to live out a dream of playing Division I basketball. He allowed me the opportunity to begin my coaching career as a young graduate assistant and video coordinator. And he's been there for me for my entire life. And now back with him at Tennessee for the last six seasons. Again, the simplest way I can say it is I owe him everything. He is a friend. He's a mentor. He is a leader. He's a father figure to me. And he always has been. And coach Barnes as great of a coach he is, and as special of a coach he is, he's even a better person, a better man, and he's taught me that. He's given me my foundation for coaching, but he's also a pro uh, provided a foundation for me for the way I live my life uh, as a father, as a husband, and i just so indebted to Coach Barnes for everything that he has meant to me and my family. So, um, again, so many people players, coaches, but uh, Coach Barnes is, is something that is just very, very special to me. Um, our players here at, 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 at Tennessee, uh, met, I had a chance to meet with them prior uh, to all of this happening. I had a chance to meet with them yesterday and visit with them before this uh, started to go down. And I really thank all of them. I mean, I think without the players, and this goes th throughout my whole career, but particularly these right now and this group of guys on this team, 
Um, I want to make sure that uh, acknowledge them and I'm very thankful for everything they have done for me and everything they've done for the University of Tennessee and our program here. And uh, they have allowed me to have this opportunity. Um, you know, Coach Barnes, I'll go back to him real quick. He's a North Carolinian and he has often talked to me about the great history of East Carolina, the great history of the Pirates. Uh, I had a chance to actually meet and spend time with Bob Hodges, the all-time leading scorer there. And to me, that's very neat. It's kind of come back full circle. Uh, coach Barnes, coach when he was young, his college coach, and now he, you know, now for me to be here where uh, Bob Hodges was such a legend and, and meant so much to the Greenville community uh, is really neat for me. And, and um, one thing uh, Coach Hodges and Coach Barnes have always talked about is the great barbecue out there. So I can't wait. I told him uh, we need to get him out there. So uh, and I think he'll he'll take me up on that. So I'm excited about that. Obviously, the situation that we're in right now, you know, uh, I really look forward to meeting everyone here in person. Uh, I've gotten a number of uh, honestly speaking, I've gotten a number of text messages, um, phone calls. I apologize that I was not able to interact, uh, but thank you for reaching out. That means a lot. I'm really looking forward to getting to meet you in person and, and spend time and get to know you. And hopefully you guys get to know me as well. Obviously the situation we're in right now is, is a little unique, is different than, than the norm. Um, and we have worked really hard here at Tennessee to put ourselves in a position where we are right now, heading into tomorrow's first round game against Longwood. And so I have to be very clear, that is where all my focus is. That is uh, unequivocally, it is Longwood game tomorrow. And that is where I will be. The plan is for whenever the season culminates that I will be able to be in Greenville full time. But as of right now, everything is with Tennessee, our current players, our current coaches and our staff, it's a really, really special group of guys that uh, I have incredible relationships with. I've been here now six years. Uh, one of our players has been here the whole time. And there's a lot of young guys that I've had an opportunity to be a part of the recruiting process with them. So right now, all focus is at Tennessee with our players. And the furthest thing that I would ever want to be, and they know that here, but I want to be very clear, is any kind of distraction from what we are trying to accomplish here. So I just wanted to make sure that I reiterated that. And once we are done, hopefully making a run in the tournament, I'm really excited uh, to be in Greenville. ECU, I know we could sit here and we could talk about Longwood and we could talk about scouting and we could talk about everything that's going on, but obviously we're here for ECU and you know, I, I've had aspirations of, of being a head coach for, for a while now, and I've been fortunate enough to, whether it be involved with head coaching positions or have opportunities to speak with people about coaching positions over the last few years. And anytime as a coach, you're looking for your first opportunity to be a head coach, there's certain things that you always look at. Uh, you're always going to ask yourself questions. And the first question being the leadership. You're always going to look at what the leadership of the university. You're going to look at the alignment between the leadership, the campus side, 
and the athletic side. You're going to look, is it a place your family can be happy? Is it a, fl- a place that your children, your wife, family will be excited to call home? The support of the program, uh, what the fan base, the support, the community, and, and other things that would either hinder or enhance the success of the basketball program. And those are honestly for, for assistant coaches or even head coaches going to other head coaching positions. Those are the, that's what you look at. And you ask yourself those questions. And I, I will say this unequivocally that East Carolina university checked all those boxes and not only checked them, but emphatically did and got me very excited about the opportunity to lead the men's basketball program. Um, I am an avid sports fan. Uh, you, you know, I, my wife would probably call me a sports nut and I love it. I love college athletics. I love the, the, the whole intensity and competition of college athletics, all sports. And I am really fired up about coach Houston and the pirate football program, coach McNeil and the women's basketball program, coach Godwin and the baseball program. My daughter is a love soccer and coach Higgins and the soccer program. So I just can't wait to get to Greenville and get a chance to experience the awesome fan base and go to football games and baseball games and just be a part of the community. Just be a part of the ECU pirate athletics community. I want to make it better any way I can, but I want to be a part of it. And I'm just excited to be in the trenches with everybody in the athletic department and all the coaches in the athletic department. You know, the the next thing I'd like to speak a little bit about is is John Gilbert. Um, I had the opportunity to meet John Gilbert about six years ago, approximately when he was at Tennessee. Uh, We had uh, the chance to work together for two years, approximately two years. And right from my initial impression through the time that we were there, I had tremendous respect for him as a leader, as a person. And the one thing that I always knew and I could tell was that he really understands and gets what it takes for coaches to be successful. It was so obvious when we were at Tennessee together and then he went on to Southern Miss and from Southern Miss to East Carolina and his leadership ability and his ability to make coaches feel that he is in the corner with them to be successful is one of the many, many things that got me very excited about this position. Now to that point, we are sitting there. The first time we spoke about this was Friday night, Friday night. We had a brief conversation about this opportunity and I was thrilled to hear from him. I was very excited about it just to be able to speak with him about it. We've obviously been in contact over the years because we had a relationship. His son is a player on our basketball team here at Tennessee. So when he would come see his son play, I had a chance to say hello to him and speak with him. And we had a chance to catch up and see how our families were doing and whatnot. But when I heard from him Friday night about this potential opportunity, just a chance to speak with him, I was really excited. He knew that I had the preparation for the Kentucky game the next day 
Saturday. And again, just something that small made me understand that he gets it. He knows what coaches go through. He knew where my focus was. And that was all Tennessee and our run, hopefully for an SEC championship uh, through the weekend. Saturday, we spoke very briefly. And again, I was really excited about it, but Kentucky and that game and hopefully playing for the SEC championship Sunday was paramount. Sunday, when we won the championship, and it's a moment I'll never forget, and the chance to share that with Coach Barnes and these guys was really special. He reached out to me after the game, and he told me that he wanted to meet in Knoxville that evening, that he had made the six or so hour drive, six to seven hour drive, and that he was going to be in Knoxville when we landed that evening. I was floored, to be honest with you. I, I was taken back. And as excited as I was about the potential of being the head coach at East Carolina University, to know that he made that drive that day, just put it over the top from a standpoint of what the leadership and what the motivation and the vision that he has for East Carolina, the athletic department, the whole university and the community and surrounding community. I mean, he let it be known to me and he was there that night. So we ended up spending uh, three or four hours together that night uh, when we got back really, and, and he really laid it out to me, the excitement of the ECU basketball program, the excitement of the athletic department, the support that he and Chancellor Rogers and the leadership team at ECU have for the men's basketball program. And we talked a lot about the alignment with campus, the excitement for the community to be a real big piece of what could be an incredible home court advantage at Minji's Coliseum. So there was so many things that we talked about and I, I just, I was almost at a loss for words at just the gesture of him driving there and to put that in front of me in person. And I'll be honest with you, it was a no brainer. It was an absolute no brainer for me. I was already excited about it, as we talked about before or alluded to before, Coach Barnes being very familiar with East Carolina basketball, Bob Hodges, myself as a historian, knowing Blue Edwards and the great history of him and the program. But when John Gilbert came and spent time with me and face-to-face, and he showed me his vision for what this university and what this basketball program can look like, I just was, uh, I was through the roof and I was really fired up about the opportunity. So now that leads us to what kind of program do we want to build at ECU? Well, you know, and, and how do we want it to look? Obviously, again, I haven't had a chance to do what I want to do in terms of spend the ample time that I need to meeting people, people on this call. I did have a chance to visit with the players prior to this call, but what I expressed to them was this, we're going to build a program. That is first and foremost. In my opinion, there's a big difference 
between a good team and a great program. A great program has an opportunity to produce good teams on a year-in and year-out basis. A good team or even a great team doesn't necessarily mean a great program. So our emphasis is going to be the culture of building a great program. The four cornerstones for me, the foundation, the pillars that we are going to build this program around at ECU are going to be this, the character of the people, who we bring into the program, coaches, players, staff, anyone associated with our program, the character of them is going to be paramount. The competitiveness. The second pillar will be our competitiveness. You can't be, you cannot be successful in athletics, competitive sports, or in our opinion, our staff's opinion in life without a competitive spirit. So the competitiveness and the competitive spirit of our players, coaches, staff, and that is not just on the court. That is on the court, that is in the classroom, that is in the community. We have to aspire to be the best. There is going to be a very high standard in everything we do. The third is going to be our work ethic. John alluded to this uh, in his introduction. He talked about the player development piece. Player development, again, goes well beyond just the court. That will be very strong. There will be a huge emphasis on the development of our players as basketball players in between the lines. But as a person, as a human being, as a student, as a part of the Greenville community and surrounding area, that is equally as important, if not more important, the development of them. And the only way to develop is if you have a strong work ethic. I learned that a long time ago from my family growing up. I look forward to sharing that with you, my history of how I grew up in Los Angeles and my background. But work ethic, you can't develop without a strong work ethic. So that goes for us as a team. That goes for us as individuals. It goes for our players, coaches, staff. And the last piece that is going to be very important to the building of our program is going to be humility. And I shared this with the guys. I really believe confidence is such an important aspect of sports, of competing, of life. We want our young men, our student athletes to be very confident in everything they do. They should walk around with their shoulders up. They should be proud. They should be proud of what they're doing. They should be proud and honored to be an ECU pirate. They should be proud and confident communicating with the community. They should be proud of attacking the classroom to get the best grades they can to set themselves up for a bright future. So I, we want great confidence. The fine line right now is great confidence and entitlement. And that's where humility comes in. And that is going to be something that is going to be talked about. It is going to be emphasized and it's going to be something that we are really going to live by within our program is the humility of the personnel in our program, coaches, players, staff. We want to be a very confident 
group of guys, a very confident program, but we're going to do it all with humility. And again, that is on and off the court. And the last emphasis that will kind of bring all this together is the communication. I'm a very optimistic, positive person by nature. That is who I'm going to be. That's who I'm always going to be. And I believe that needs to be on to, that, that needs to be expressed out into the community. And I want our players to be the same. There's going to be a strong emphasis within our program to have great communication and have great engagement in the community of Greenville and the surrounding areas. I mean, there is so much that the basketball culture in North Carolina to me is second to none. I mean, I've been a part of some great state cultures in terms of high school athletics and prep athletics. I liken the high school basketball and prep in North Carolina to what Texas high school football is, to what Indiana high school basketball is. I believe it is every bit as strong and one of the very strongest in the country. And our job as a coaching staff at ECU is going to be to be really engaged with that community, both the basketball community and the non-basketball community. But we are going to endear ourselves to Greenville, the surrounding areas. You look down the road, 2 million people in the triangle. I've been fortunate enough to have great experience recruiting those areas throughout my career. One of the reasons the prep and high school basketball scene is so special in the state of North Carolina is the coaching. The coaching in the state of North Carolina is as good as it gets in the whole country. The high school basketball coaching, the club coaching in the state of North Carolina. And I'm so fired up that I'm going to have an opportunity to be with those guys and talk to those guys on a daily basis. And just the same, have them on the campus in Greenville. I've been to the campus before. I've recruited players out in eastern part of the state. And I've been by the campus. I've seen it. When I was at Tulsa, we came there. I saw what Minji's looks like when it's rocking. And that's what we want to build. We want to build that, and we're going to build that from the inside out, from the community, from within the state. And we want to create a really exciting brand, a brand that really has is one of the hottest brands in the Southeast and hopefully eventually will be a national brand. We know it's not going to be easy. We know there's going to be a lot of hard work that comes with it. We know there's going to be a lot of adversity that comes with it. But if we do what we strive out to do and we set out to do, which is create this program, this culture where preparation and development are really what we're about with our players, then we're going to be able to push through those times. We're going to be able to keep pressing forward during the challenging times. And when it's all said and done, here's what we're hopeful for. When we win, when this program has success, that as exciting and as excited as the community is, the campus is, East Carolina University is about the wins and the success, they are going to be even more excited about how it happened. They're going to be more excited about the way they saw, the development they saw, and they're going to fall in love 
with the process and fall in love with the players, most importantly, and how it happened. So that is really what we are hopeful to build. That is really what we are hopeful to accomplish. Um, it is absolutely not going to happen overnight, but it will happen every day, including when I'm not there right now, because I'm going to be in contact with our players while we are chasing what we're chasing here at Tennessee and our staff, when that is assembled, they're going to be doing that with them too. So again, extremely, extremely excited uh, to have the opportunity, honored and humbled. Uh, and so thankful to Chancellor Rogers, John Gilbert, the executive leadership staff there to have the belief in me to help build a special program at ECU. Okay, we'll uh, take our first question from Brian Bailey. Got me? I got you now. Yes. All right, here you go, Coach. Hey, welcome to Greenville when you get here. What are some of the things that, that you told John that you had to have to build a winning program at East Carolina? Well, here's what I'd say this, that it, it, there, there, it was not I have to have this. All right? I've been in this now 23 years. In my mind, I and I've had a chance, five different programs, to be a part of building NCAA tournament teams. And I've seen it from a lot of different angles, and I've seen it at different levels, not just the high major level. I've seen it. Here's what I know we do have at ECU. We have great leadership. That is really important, starting from Chancellor Rogers to John Gilbert to Ryan Robinson, Carolyn Bevillard. I know there is great leadership there. Again, I alluded to some of the coaches that are already at ECU. I know there's a great head coaching and coaching community there that is going to help me in the transition and that I'm going to lean on. Athletics, the momentum of the university, the momentum of the athletic department is going up. So that is as important as anything, and I'm so fired up about that. When it comes to specifically basketball, we have one of the best states in the country for high school talent and prep talent. And I know that for a fact, because I've had a chance to recruit that when I was at Miami, when I was at Tulsa, here at Tennessee, we've always recruited North Carolina. So I know the talent that's there. And when you look at those two things, leadership, proximity to great student athletes, when you talk about the facilities that are there, we have a practice facility, we have a newly renovated weight room. There is what it takes there to build a successful program for day, from day one. We have what it takes to come in, put dig our feet in the ground, and start to build it. All right, just a reminder to please state your affiliation. Um, our next question will come from Patrick Johnson. Hi, Coach. Congratulations. Patrick Johnson, uh, 94.3 The Game and IBX Media, the flagship uh, for ECU Athletics on Radio. I just wanted to uh, ask a couple questions. One, what was the, outside of the 
knowing John and some others uh, that are here, what was the appeal of this job? Because certainly your name had started to really heat up as a, a possible candidate at, at a lot of places. So my first question, and, and I'll, I'll wait and ask the second one uh, after you finish, would be what was the appeal of, of, of this job, given that it has had some some rough times in basketball? Yeah, Patrick, uh, no, thank you. I would say this, that, again, you alluded to John and the leadership. And again, I, I will say, and I will keep saying it, that is the most important thing, okay? We, we spoke about it a little bit on the call that opportunities have presented themselves in the past, and that is always the first thing you look at. And Coach Barnes taught me that at a young age. And, and so I have always lived by that. Specifically to ECU, Patrick, is this. Great conference. Great, great basketball conference. I believe it's a great location. I think when you talk about the eastern part of North Carolina and its accessibility to players, its access, accessibility up 95, down 95, I think it's a very enticing place to be able to have student athletes and their families want to come see and be a part of. I think there's a history there. Maybe the history isn't to the point where we hope to build it to, but there is basketball history there. I think the momentum, again, of the athletic department with what the football team has done, what the baseball team has done, I look forward to engaging with them and building off their success and jumping in anything I can do to help them, but I know their success is going to help us. I've had a chance to be at University of Texas, University of Tennessee, programs where football is really strong, and people look at it two different ways. They look at it, well, it's a football school. We don't ever look at it like that. We look at it like football helps basketball. And we are really excited about that. And Coach Houston has done an incredible job this last season. was so fantastic to watch. So there's a, a lot of things that get us really excited. When I say us, myself, my family, our coaching staff, about ECU. But some of those things in terms of conference, location, leadership, uh, proximity to high school student athletes. I mean, you know, that's the whole bag right there. That, that, that's what you want when you have, when you talk about having an opportunity to be a head coach. And uh, I've actually changed my follow-up here, but it's picking up on what you talked about. You've recruited this area. I've talked to a couple high school coaches today who uh, had, had told me some stories about that. So a lot of basketball talent in North Carolina, particularly Eastern North Carolina, Establishing that relationship and recruiting uh, this part of the state seems like that would be a big, a big thing to 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 maybe get East Carolina over the hump as far as basketball goes. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, you, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of things with that. I think any time that you have had a chance to uh, be in this profession, as long as I have, um, the, the the network and the connections, uh, you know, the relationships. That honestly, they they're they're nationwide for me. I've been from California to Florida, to the Midwest, to down South. Uh, we've recruited internationally a lot here at Tennessee. So yeah, absolutely. But without question, the state of North Carolina is going to be the area where our focus, our whole entire coaching staff's focus will be. And yes, there are some existing relationships from already being there, including some of the coaches in that very near area to Greenville. 
and they're all great guys and I'm super excited about them. And, you know, it, it's been, whether it be phone or text message or games that I had a chance to interact with them, but now the opportunity, Patrick, for them to be on campus and come by and watch practice and what we're doing and for us to be in their gym, I mean, you know, it's as good as it gets from that standpoint. And I'm going to reiterate it. The coaching, the high school basketball coaching in the state of North Carolina is second to none. And we are really excited about that because young players, incoming high school seniors that are making the transition, they are well prepared and they have a better base when they get great coaching and they're getting it in North Carolina. Hey, coach, thank you. Good luck against Longwood. Thank you. Okay, we'll go to Stephen Igo next. Coach Stephen Igo with 24 7 Sports. Congrats on the job, man. Looking forward to working with you. Um, just, you know, when you look at, obviously, you made it clear your, your focus is going to be in ten, on Tennessee in the immediate days. But when you look at putting together a staff, trying to retain the guys on the roster, maybe looking e- even into the portal for your future roster. Like, will you try and do that maybe in between games or maybe like after this weekend, if you guys are fortunate enough to, to win the, the first two games? You, you know, it, it's hard to put a timeline on that. You know, right now you said it. And honestly, all the focus is on Longwood. And that's just the way it's going to be. Again, this is a unique situation. Uh, so I, there is no specifics that I can, you know, are there going to be phone calls we're making? Is there going to be people that I'm talking with? Absolutely. Uh, you know, but to say that we can dive in the way that we want to dive in and the way we will dive in, it, it, it's difficult to make that comment right now just because of this situation. Uh, I'm sitting in my hotel room in Indianapolis and doing this and we're getting ready. We have a meeting here shortly. So the focus that I have is with our guys here. But like anything, I think we all know, including yourself, multitasking and being able to make sure that you can touch and, and touch the touchstones of all things that are important. Uh, you know, we'll do that myself included. I'll be doing that and we'll just have to see, you know, and hopefully I'm not in Greenville for three more weeks. I mean, that would be what we would hope because that means the university of Tennessee is making a run that we want to make here, but we're going to find a way to stay productive as this transition is happening without a doubt. Our next question is from Troy Dreyfus. Coach Troy Dreyfus, Pirate Radio. Congratulations on your opportunity. We'll also look forward to working with you. Um, you mentioned earlier earlier you talked to the players. Uh, what was their reaction uh, after you had a chance to talk with them? And how many of them uh, do you feel you'll be able to retain versus in this day and age with the transfer portal? Always a, a, a situation, even under the best of circumstances, what, what do you think is going to happen with your roster? And I do have a follow-up for you. Sure. Uh, no, thank you. We, we, uh, we talked about it. We talked about it openly. And, and that is something that is very important to me. Again, it's who I am as a person. I believe in communication. I believe in transparency. I've learned this also. And again, Coach Barnes has provided a foundation for me as a coach and as a person. And addressing things head on, and really clarity is very important. So we talked about it. Uh, we talked about the transfer portal. We talked about what this looks like. I told him, I wish I was there face to face with them and had a chance to meet with them individually and get a chance to really discuss what they're thinking, what our program vision looks like, but that's not the case right now. So 
when you talk about the transfer portal and the roster, it's very hard to predict that. It's very difficult to say, hey, we know we're going to be able to hold on to this many guys or we may lose this, you know, we may lose these guys. What I did say to them is I'm hopeful that whenever that time is that they're going to give me the opportunity to meet with them face to face. And if I have the opportunity to come do that prior to our season ending, I'm going to find a way to do that. I, it's in, I don't know how that looks because of timing and the way things go. Again, right now, it's all about tomorrow's game versus Longwood. But that transfer portal is real. And I know those guys are getting pulled a bunch of different directions from a bunch of different people. I understand it. It's going across the country right now. It's like that. But what I did tell them is this, and this is the honest truth, that those guys that I had a chance to speak with in the room that were sitting there, I thanked them for coming to the meeting. And I, without a doubt, they are the most important people in the program right now. Those are our guys. Those players signed up to play for East Carolina University, and they're our guys. And so I'm excited about them. I'm excited about the opportunity to get to know them. I'm excited about the opportunity to explain to them what our program is going to look like and hopeful that we keep them all, hopeful that we can keep them all and start to build from there. But it's just impossible to know because of what you brought up, that transfer portal and the reality of it. And so we'll just have to see how it goes moving forward. I'll be in constant contact with them. Uh, you know, uh, Patrick spoke about, you know, what, what could we do during this time? Or excuse me, Stephen spoke about that, what we could do during this time. But one thing that I will be doing during this time, regardless, is talking with the players there, talking with our guys. We'll go to Mike Wilson next. Hey, can I get a follow-up, Chip? Yeah, yeah. yeah, quickly, please. Okay. Uh, do you, Coach, do you consider this uh, job – are you coming in here in a rebuilding situation? And I've been here for over three decades now. I've seen a lot of, you know, coaches come and go, and everyone's always optimistic. And their ultimate goal is to take East Carolina to the big dance and uh, postseason play. Only one's been able to do it, and that was 30 years ago. What do you think will be different with your situation? And I'm sure that is your ultimate goal. And how long do you think it would take? Well, I definitely, you know, there's no timeline. I know this, that the process starts today. That's what I do know. I don't know how long it will take, um, and I, I don't want to give you any coaching jargon about it. But here's what I'll say. What has happened in the past does not affect what happens in the future. All we can do and all I can do is we can build our program, campus, with the athletic department, with the community. We're going to build it, and we are going to do everything we can to do what you just said. Make this an NCAA tournament team, make this a postseason team, and build the strongest possible program possible. A program that the expectations are comprehensive excellence. And that, again, is on the court, off the court. But you specifically asked about postseason. You specifically asked about the NCAA tournament. What has happened over the last 30 years has no bearing of what my vision is and our staff's vision will be for what can happen, hopefully, sooner than later. We're going to do everything we can to build a program where we hang our hat on defense. We hang our hat on execution. We hang our hat on being one of the most elite conditioned team in the country. If we can build that foundation among some of the other things we spoke about, we're going to give ourselves a chance to build towards what you asked about, a postseason team, an NCAA tournament team. 
I wish I could look into the crystal ball and say, hey, this many years we're going to be there. And all I can tell you is how we're going to try and do it. And again, back to when we were on the call, hopefully ECU, the community and everybody involved is going to be excited about the process and how we did it and the results and the winning and hopefully postseason will speak for itself. Mike Wilson, go ahead. Yeah, Mike, um, obviously it was you were going to remain with Tennessee through the postseason, but but why is that something that was important to you to, to kind of see the rest of the season through and, and go through this process with these guys? Oh, Mike, there would be no other way. I mean, you know, it, it's the, the, the Tennessee players, Coach Barnes, the coaching staff, uh, this is as special a group as I've ever been with. And th that was never even a thought, Mike, obviously. And, and, and you and I know each other well. Um, it was always uh, about this. I mean, sometimes you can't control timing, timing of things, the way things happen. Uh, again, that's, that's the stuff we're all going to, you know, we're going to hopefully teach our players about here at Tennessee and at ECU, just understand the timing of things, what you can't control. You have to make, you know, you move forward, you press forward with it. But as far as being with the Tennessee team and being throughout this run, that was never even a thought. Uh, this group is as special a group as we've ever been around. I love every one of them, these players, the relationships that I have with them. Um, I'm, you know, I'm in year six here and I still feel even with today, so fortunate to be a part of coach Barnes and his staff. So fortunate to have the relationships that I have with this group of players. So fortunate to work with Rod Clark, Justin Ganey, Garrett Maidenwald, Mary Carter, uh, Niffin, you know, Greg Polinski, Ken McDonald, the list goes on. We could stay on this call the whole time talking about, I am so thankful for our players here that I hope I can be with them as long as possible before I get to Greenville. All right, we'll go to Maddie Kurth next. Hi, Coach. I know the feeling about bleeding purple and gold. I came from Louisiana, so all of my uh, my LSU closet really translated well over here. <laughs> I, I I, think, I, being being where I am in Knoxville, I definitely was not talking about tiger purple and gold. <laughs> we'll let it slide then. Huh? <laughs> uh, I think we can all agree that what you've got going on, you know, in the next couple of days is a testament to what you will bring to the East from Tennessee. I'm interested in hearing if there's anything you're going to be leaving in Tennessee that you're not interested in taking in taking with you as you take this next step here for the Pirates. Uh, I, well, you know, to me, that would be, you know, that would hold a little bit of a negative connotation in terms of leaving something. I don't every, you know, the guys asked me about this and I was really happy that, um, you know, we spoke before and they said, how were the guys in the meeting? Uh, the question I got before. And, and in the beginning, they were a little quiet and a little reserved. But by the end, there were guys asking questions and talking. And that's a good thing. Again, that that is something that is going to be very important for me is the communication piece. I want that. And so, you know, they asked the same question. Is it going to be a carbon copy? Is it going to be a mirror image? Truth be known, if we could make East Carolina a carbon copy of University of Tennessee basketball, we're the number five team in the country right now. Uh, we are one of the top defensive teams in the country right now, and we're a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Pretty sure everybody on this call would be excited if we could make it a carbon copy. 
So are there going to be parts of the program, style of play, style of program, culture pieces that we bring? Absolutely. Is it going to look identical? I don't think so. Because it's going to be different people. It's going to be uh, different vision when it comes to style of play on certain things. But that is by no means a negative. It's actually a positive. The positive piece is going to be this. I've had a chance to learn from a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches in the history of this game. Not just Tennessee, not just Texas, not just college basketball. Rick Barnes is one of the best basketball coaches of all time. And I've had a chance from being a young player for him to a young coach to a veteran coach learn from him. So there are so many things that I am going to try and implement at ECU from him and other coaches that I've worked for. But I have also developed my own individual opinions, philosophies, style of play, different things that I think are great motivators for young student athletes, albeit academically, athletically, socially, community-wise, that won't be the same. And that's okay too. And I know I personally am very excited about having a chance to do that. That's what we dream of. That's what we, that's what we work towards. And it's been, you know, I'm 23 years in now, and I've been really looking forward to this opportunity for quite a while. And I'm excited about that, but I will also lean back on him. He knows it. He knows that we'll be talking a lot. And, and he has told me, you know, I'm there for you. I mentioned earlier, I'm with uh, WITN News, and I'm standing in for our sports director. He is out today, so you'll meet Eric, great guy, and we'll uh, continue to watch it grow. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. All right, we'll take two more questions from Grant Ramey and Al Myatt. Grant, go ahead. Mike, uh, you mentioned 23 years ago. That was the day before the NCAA tournament, and Rick approached you about being a graduate assistant, and here you are the day before the tournament again. Does that timing make it a, a little more special? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I didn't even think about that, and that is that is pretty that's pretty unique when you when you say it like that. Um, it would be almost exactly to the day in terms of I think you and I talked about this for this uh, piece you did in in Knoxville was it was the night before we played our first round game when I was a senior, and that is how. I had the opportunity and the fortune of getting into coaching. And again, you know, I owe it all to him. So yeah, that does make it special. I didn't think of it like that. Uh, that's a really, it's a really neat tidbit grant. And, you know, I can always count on you for those. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's so special to be here with him, um, you know, and, and I just love him so much. Uh, again, I love him as a friend. I love him as a, as a mentor and a leader. And um you know, to be here with him on this special day, my family to be here, my, my wife, Stephanie, and my two daughters, Sydney and Samantha, they're here. Um, yeah, very emotionally, very emotional day, very exciting day. And um, just just to be doing this. Last question from Al Myatt. Thank you, Al Myatt, uh, Bonesville.net, the authoritative and independent voice of East Carolina Athletics. And welcome to East Carolina, Coach Schwartz. Hope your energy and vision and enthusiasm will translate into unprecedented success for the Pirates. 
And I, I guess I've got the last question, so I'm fortunate that nobody has asked you this, but you should know very well the value of your staff as an associate head coach at the present time, but talk about putting together uh, that element of the program, what you're looking for. Um, and I'm sure you've, you've had uh, some contact with some people, some interest expressed at this point, uh, but share some thoughts there if you would. Yeah, you know, great point. And we're only going to be as good as our entire staff. And, and, and I believe that's what you're alluding to. And we know that. Uh, again, for me to even have this opportunity to be on this call with you guys today is because of all the great coaches that I've had a chance to work with in the past. Not just head coaches, but all the assistant coaches and staff and, and managers and grad assistants and you name it. So I truly do understand the value of that. Uh, again, I'm not someone that um, was just in, in the business for five or 10 years and, and became a head coach. I've been a part of so many different staffs. I've worked with a lot of people and I've seen what that connection can mean with amongst the staff. So what, what am I going to be looking for specifically? Number one is that coaches that align with the same vision, have the same optimism and same energy towards ECU that I have. You know, it's okay if they have different philosophy basketball. That is actually going to be a good thing. Offense, defense, that's how we're going to put this thing together uh, in terms of uh, being able to build something special. But the vision, the excitement, the development piece, the accountability piece that we're going to have for the program, all coaches, all staff on board got to have that same mindset. And I really do live by those four pillars. So the character, competitiveness, work ethic, and humility, those are all, we don't want to check two or three or one of the four boxes. We want to check four out of four. So every staff, every coach, every potential student athlete that we have a chance to interact with and hopefully bring in to the ECU family, those are going to be the four things that we really look at. So from a staff perspective, we want that to mirror that. We want those things to mirror the same that we're going to expect of our players. And other than that, you know, I, I couldn't tell you anything specific in terms of offense, defense, recruiting. I mean, I think the relationship piece is going to be really big. Uh, you know, we want our program to mirror that community. And for that to be the case, we're going to be very engaged with that community. I mean, this is a hardworking community. This is a community that's going to appreciate the process. And I want staff members and coaches that think like that. All right. That's all the time we have. Coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, best of luck tomorrow in, in the tournament. Thank you, guys. I really look forward to meeting everyone. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate everyone. Go Pirates. It's the new coach for East Carolina basketball, and uh, our coverage continues of this uh, landmark day in Pirate Athletics and ECU basketball history. There's a man who has uh, seen his fair share of Pirate basketball over the last uh, 25 years especially, but for many more than that, uh, but he's done so in the capacity as analyst on radio and this year on uh, ESPN+. Plus. He is uh, the great Cy Seymour, 
Uh, my broadcast colleague and great friend joining me now. Cy, uh, you know, great day to be a pirate and uh, hope springs eternal with a new hire, but this is a little bit beyond that in your estimation, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think ECU got, really got a top top guy. I think this is a guy, uh, when you look at the scheme of things, and he is a number one assistant and an active, big-time active number one assistant in a top program that won the SEC, and it's uh, and listen in the heat of things right now they're playing and to be able to get this guy get this get Schwartz is a big deal for ECU uh, and everything I hear Patrick it's a, it, from from people that are in the field say you just got a guy you you got a guy that you're going to really like he's energy he's smart he he's relentless working and so a, a good hire for Pirates. The Vols out of, uh, and that's where, of course, Schwartz will remain. Coach Schwartz will remain until Tennessee's run in the NCAA tournament is over. So the Volunteers uh, out of the SEC tournament, third in deficient sense, uh, third in defensive efficiency per Ken Palm. That's what really kind of powered them to the SEC title this year. So from the standpoint of a defensive style, and you and I talked a lot about this, it seems like teams that – certainly play defense and rebound, complete the possession with the board, are the ones that are tough to beat, that have a lot of success. Pirates displayed that at times this year, but that was an area that maybe cost them a few games, just a few lapses here or there defensively. Right, defensively. And, and, and listen, we were well coached. We worked hard. We, we, we just didn't have, I thought, the personnel. Uh, we, were, we were a little step uh, slow foot, as you say. Right. But, but listen – well, there were there were a lot of high hands assignments missed too on shooters. Yes, yeah. yes, there were, but 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 it's not because they weren't tossed. But here's the other part of it: uh, with with the defensive efficiency of Swartz. Okay, now you tell me. He has a scout, and, and I you you call around, you find out he had right. a scout versus Kentucky. Okay, they had Kentucky had twenty two points in the first half. Right. I mean, my goodness, that's yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. So defensively, when he has the scout, he's going to look out. I mean, he is going to defend you, and his scheme of defending is really, really good. I mean, he gets things done the way you should. And uh, so, and it's not only the Kentucky game, it's the entire season. That's If you look at his work, he's the real deal because you know he's got input on everybody else. So, yeah, his defense is there. His recruiting is relentless. Uh, he will go anywhere to find a player. He's been very good in signing international players. He's done that for Tennessee. He's done a good job. But he's also he, – he gets the guys. I mean, he will – listen, he's driven in the state. He's come in from Knoxville, Tennessee to St. Paul St. Paul to watch uh, other teams. Baltimore Central, for example. He, he drove down there. He left and drove down in his car from Knoxville – and and to watch formal central play. I mean, he, he's that kind of guy and he gets there early. He he he's a hard worker and a really strong coach. The uh, new ECU basketball coach Michael Swartz approved by the East Carolina University Board of Trustees earlier today. Uh, we have uh, heard from Coach Swartz. We have uh, uh, anticipate to hear in more detail from John Gilbert slated to join us in the five hours. So we're waiting on on some of that. Cy Seymour uh, right now with us here. 
couple notes on uh, Michael Schwartz. You mentioned recruiting. Also a noted international recruiter, Cy. Yes. He, he is He is very good at it. And, and uh, three of the kids he has this year are kids that he got, that he, he was able to get. He also was a really good recruiter for Miami when he was down there uh, with Frank Hayes. So it's not, it's not just it's, – it's him, is my point. He's a very hard worker recruiter, and he will go wherever it takes to get good players. And you have to have that. You, ha- you have to have that work ethic, and uh, he does. And, and so I think the biggest thing for ECU is you've got, you got to really get out and support this guy. I mean, we, you know, he, this is a new coach. He, he's going to work hard for you. If for ECU fans, you've got to get out, support, and work hard and support your, your coach. And, and I think you've got a really good guy here that's going to do a really good job. And uh, I, I, personally, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what he can do for the Pirates. Uh, Cy Seymour joins us here. Uh, special coverage of the hiring of Michael Swartz on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. Coach Swartz is the fourth assistant to land a head coaching job off of the Rick Barnes tree in Knoxville, if you will. Uh, Rob Lanier, his name was bandied about as a possibility for this job, leading Georgia State to the tournament this uh, year. Uh, Also, you've got uh, Kim English, who got the job at Mason, George Mason, and then Desmond Oliver, uh, just last season hired for East Tennessee State University. So uh, this is... uh, uh, showing me at least, you know, Rick Barnes, that there's been some people that feel like Barnes maybe is not, uh, I won't say underachieved, but maybe, you know, he's had a lot of opportunities at a lot of high-profile programs. He's had good staff members as well. I think this is evident of that. So uh, another coach that has an opportunity to learn under Rick Barnes and then uh, be a head coach. So it'll be interesting to see what bits, because uh, he spent time at Tulsa too and at Texas did uh, Michael Schwartz. It'll be interesting to see philosophically how he runs a program, but I, I think this side will be rooted in uh, effort, energy, and defense. Well, you know, I, I think, and I think that's where you consistently win in defense. That's where you consistently win. There, there are times when, look, you've got to make the play defensively. And, I, and if you look at all good teams, they all play great defense. Now, offensively, you got to win. you got to be able to knock down three. There's no doubt about it. You have to do that. And when you're open, you got to make them. Well, those are the, they are, they're, uh, the big things of it. And I'm going to go back and, and say what you just said. You're going to like this too. I remember Dave Patton at ECU, mm-hmm. the Southern Conference Coach of the Year, saying, you know, I didn't develop my total philosophy. It began to really get together after about 10 years coaching. That's when you really find out and you begin to formulate what you will do in certain situations. At least ten years. Well, listen. Look at look at Schwartz. He's been with Frank Case at Miami. He's been with Frank Case at uh, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. He's been with Rick Barnes. He's been to Texas. He has accumulated the time to say, "This is what I will do during this situation." And and, that, and listen, that takes that much time. I I can still think about my own self. Really, it took a long time to finally say. With three minutes to go, this is what we will do. If it doesn't work, you know the percentages because you've played long enough. These are the things that you can do, uh, whatever it may be. It, it makes it so much easier when you've had time to develop your philosophy. And what he has going for him, 
he has other coaches that he has learned from to do that. And I think that's a, I think that's a big factor for any coach. Uh, we've got Cy Seymour, a few more minutes uh, with him here. A couple of things. The uh, obvious connection here is John Gilbert, the Tennessee connection. Uh, of course, John, director of athletics at ECU, was there as the associate AD at Tennessee when Rick Barnes was hired in 2015. And uh, you know, I just read this recently that John actually oversaw the basketball program uh, at that time. So now he's hired Rick Barnes as kind of right-hand man. That's not by coincidence. Um, there is a little bit of, I think, a misnomer out there that, you know, this administration is not committed to basketball. What does this hire say about the commitment to basketball uh, on, on a lot of – not the monetary level necessarily, but just the entire commitment to – and money's a big part of it, but the entire commitment to basketball in your mind? Well, I, 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 first of all, <laughs> this is this is an old-time coach you're talking to. Yeah. I like – that John Gilbert made the hire. He didn't get a committee. He's been looking around. I'm, I'm telling you, this is the only guy he's talked to, and I, I can guarantee that one. But he made the hire. He's looking at people and saying, I didn't use a screening committee. My job is to hire this position. And I've gone out and I've talked to people and I've done this and I've made the hire. I like that and I appreciate that from, from, an, old, uh, from an athlete and from a guy that's supporting East Carolina, we did not. This is why you hire John Gilbert to make decisions like this, and you you get input from people, and then you make the hire. Do you take the heat? Yes. Do you get the praise? Not as much as you should. But the bottom <laughs> right. line is, John. I, I like that about John Gilbert that he's made a decision, a major decision, on a basketball coach, and that's because he does love basketball. I mean, John. John's no listen. He he's no, he likes them all, and so. He worked hard to get a good guy, and you got to give him a lot of credit on this. Uh, this is this is a this is a statement saying, "I want this to be done right." And 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 I want I want you to understand this. I love our chancellor, and I think he wants basketball to be done right. I think anybody that doesn't say you got to have it, you're wrong. It is it is the second sport that can make money. I mean. Football is first. Always. I believe that. But basketball can be a real jewel in the state of North Carolina and we should be making a part of we should be making a mark on it. And I think John knows that. I think the, the Chancellor knows that. Now, do we do we get the funds to, to fix up Menjis? Do we get the funds to help them out? And, and and I can tell you right now, they're working hard to do that also. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like all sports, but this is a sport that we need to begin to really say, come on, guys, let's get out here and do it. It's like I say, we came back from winning that tournament. There were 400 people at the airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. People want it. We've just always been under, tell us, under the eyes of the ACC. Well, it's time for us to be close. It's time for us to get players and get the fan support that it should have in basketball. All right, I'm going to leave you with this, and you kind of answered it there. Can ECU field a winning program in basketball? Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. No doubt about it. Yes. Yes. Uh, it can be done. And Jeff Lebo did it. And, and look, I look up at the teams that win, and we say, well, they're big-time schools. No, Gonzaga's not a big school. And I got news for them. Duke's not a big school. I mean, these are schools that put an emphasis in that sport, and they've gotten it done. ECU's been there. George Mason's been there. 
you got to look, uh, Butler. I mean, this is a sport where you don't have to be Alabama. You can win in this sport, and they've expanded the field to sixty-four. In football, it's four, so your odds are much difficult. Yeah, much sixty-eight more in basketball. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, sixty-eight in basketball. Yeah, yeah. and that, personally, I think it's getting. Now I got a different philosophy on that, but <laughs> but yes, so so I think it should be a lot more than that. It's right. crazy what we we get. We let seventy percent of the teams play a football bowl game, and we're only letting about twenty some percent play in the, in the postseason tournament. There's three hundred fifty teams, and you're right. letting sixty four in. So my point is, yes, it can be done, and we need to work out it to get it done. All right, Cy Seymour, we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll. Have you back on next week because I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about in the aftermath of uh, Coach being on. You're exactly right on it, Patrick. Enjoyed working with you this year. It ended too soon. Can't wait for next year. Yeah, indeed. There he goes, Cy Seymour. Uh, Comprehensive coverage uh, continues of the hiring of Mike Swartz as uh, ECU's new basketball coach. Uh, Really uh, good uh, audio from uh, Coach today. We're going to have some highlights for you in a little bit. We're a few minutes away from uh, John Gilbert joining us at the bottom of the hour. There's obviously other sports news to talk about as well. So uh, let's go ahead and grab a break. When we uh, come back, we'll uh, hopefully be joined by John Gilbert on 316 Day. Ben Byram, a little stone cold. Stone cold. Stone cold. Uh, We'll uh, have John Gilbert on. (laughs) We'll have John Gilbert on uh, when we come back. The Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Do you have chronic joint pain like in your knees and hips? It's time to think about an exciting new way to treat joint pain with biologic therapies, regenerative solutions. I'm talking about QC Kinetics, available here. Hey, gang, it's Patrick Johnson. Lots of people here have called QC Kinetics already. They are the nation's leader in helping people deal with chronic pain with no surgery, no drugs, no steroids, and no downtime. These natural pain treatments can actually repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints with long-lasting results. I'm telling you, biological solutions help your body heal itself. If you have joint pain due to arthritis, lower back pain, shoulder pain, you need to change the way you think about pain treatments and discover the biological therapies at QC Kinetics. Get moving again. Get your life back. Do it with no surgery and no drugs. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more. 252-756-PAIN. Regenerative, restorative, real pain relief. 252-756-PAIN. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. Hey, I'm Gray Fussell. I'm a fourth-generation winemaker at Dupa Winery and a proud alumnus of ECU. I'd love for you to visit with us in Rose Hill or North Myrtle Beach or look for our delicious fruity wines in your favorite store or on our website. As always, thank you for your support. And now that I work full-time with my dad, I understand why Mom enjoys a glass of our Hatter's Red every night. Thanks for drinking Duplin and go Pirates. 
you tired of working every weekend? Are you fed up with working too many hours? Are you bored with your job? Want to make more money in a new career? Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has open positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Victra is holding a hiring event on Wednesday, March 16th in Greenville. Victra is hiring 35 people this week, and they want you to apply. Visit pit-jobs.com for info about the hiring event on March 16th and to apply now. That's pit-jobs.com. 94.3 The Game's Miracle Maker Radiothon is back. We believe in miracles. Thursday and Friday, March 24th and 25th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're teaming up with the Children's Miracle Network, supporting the James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital at Vidant Medical Center. Call in your pledges to give the gift of growing up and ensure miracles keep happening in ENC. Thank you. Visit 943thegame.com now to make an early donation and learn more. With 94.3 The Game, caring for our communities. Bill Clark Homes is proud to support East Carolina Athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Homes is building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500000 They're excited to announce the opening of their 4,000-square-foot design center this spring. The new Bill Clark Homes Design Center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Homes, building family traditions. See right. Pirate baseball lives right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, we have a brand new head coach at ECU. His name is uh, Mike Swartz for Pirate Basketball. We're going to Bring you some of his cuts. We'll have some of the video excerpts on uh, our social media. Real quick, if you're uh, maybe tired of working every weekend, you're fed up with working too many hours, you're bored with your job, you just want to make more money, you want a new career, let me tell you about Victra. They're the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has open positions, consumer sales, business-to-business sales, Retail store support, customer care and operations support, great benefits, incredible commission potential. Got paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Wow. Earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. And Victor's holding a hiring event today, in fact. You can still get in on it. Victra hiring 35 people this week, and they want you to apply. So visit hit-jobs.com for more information about the hiring event. It's happening today. Still can get in on it. You can apply online for Victra. Pitt is in Pitt County, hit-jobs.com. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines now. Joining us live on the Patrick Johnson Show, he's the uh, ECU Director of Athletics. John Gilbert, back on the uh, program with us. John, thanks for uh, taking uh, the time on a very noteworthy and busy day. 
and congratulations on the uh, hiring of Mike Swartz. Thanks, Patrick. I'm I'm really excited uh, uh, about Mike, and and uh, I, I do think it's it's a great opportunity for our fan base to tune in to the Tennessee game tomorrow to you know see style of play and and uh, you know the the type of energy that Coach Schwartz has. John, uh, what was the selling point for you with with Coach Schwartz? There's obviously a relationship there, but. What about uh, Coach Swartz made you believe he's the right man for this job? Well, I, I think, one, um, I did have a personal relationship with him, which I, I look at as a positive, uh, you know, seeing up close and personable, up close and personal, you, you know, what type of uh, program he's been in, you know, the, the type of individual he is, the energy uh, he's very engaging. Um, you know, we, we really talked about making sure that we pull in, you know, this community and region to, to be a part of the program. Uh, and, and I think you'll see him do that in short order. We've got ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert on with us. Obviously, uh, his qualifications and his tenure and his philosophy – uh, led him to the desire to be a head coach. Was there a, a, a little bit of a selling point with the program, though, outside of the relationship with you, outside of the commitment that uh, you, you told him that the university will have for basketball? Because uh, the history does not lend itself to to a you know a great deal of, of tradition to fall back on, unfortunately. Well, we, we actually did talk about that a good deal. And, and you know, there's some programs out there that, you know, haven't had much tradition in their sports programs. And then they, you know, they get an individual in that can help energize it. And we talked about that because we don't, uh, you know, have a longstanding successful tradition in basketball. I firmly believe we can win here. Uh, we, you know, like he mentioned today in his uh, media availability, we have great basketball in the state. Uh, we can go up and down the I-95 corridor. Uh, I think having someone, you know, like Coach Schwartz, that from a mentality standpoint, you know, he he wants to do you know better than it's ever been done, and you know, it's a lot of hard work. It's not going to be easy, uh, but he he's up for the challenge. John, as far as um, the person that Mike Swartz is, a family man, he seems like someone who is uh, very detail-oriented, a very passionate orator, and we know he's a big recruiter, especially internationally. We've talked to some high school coaches today who really like his commitment to recruiting. Uh, he also is uh, very, very specific in his scouting and is known for kind of designing what Tennessee has done defensively that's been so successful, especially late. All of that is fantastic. Those are all qualities that you probably could have gotten uh, in, in a, any number of coaches that might have been interested in the job. Uh, as far as him as a man, what, what would you want Pirate Nation to know about Coach Schwartz? Well, cer certainly high character. Um, he, he brings a lot of positive energy to the table. Uh, he, he is a, obviously a family man, uh, w with his daughters, Samantha and Sydney. Uh, he's a relationship person. Like, 
the the relationships that he has with the players, I, I think is really important. I see that up close, uh, you know, with the current team that he's coaching. Um, you know, he's a relationship people within the community. So I, I think from a, an engagement standpoint with, with our players internally, with our athletic department staff, and then obviously uh, student body, pirate club, all those people. I just think he's going to be very engaging uh, and, and will pull people in to be a part of it. John, uh, getting out in the community, I think, was something that uh, you were also looking for too. Someone that would engage the fan base, someone that would uh, get out and, and sell this program on a number of levels to a number of different uh, uh, fans and types of, of, of people. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, NIL considerations there as a way to sell the program. But there's just also, and it goes for football as well, selling tickets. That's a huge part of the formula for success uh, with, with ECU. So uh, how much was that discussed? And, and, and are the plans already sort of in the works among you, your staff, and also coach to, to engage Pirate Nation in a way maybe they have not been in recent years? Well, I think absolutely we have to do that. Um, but again, you know, what we've got uh, to, to help get get out in the community. I do feel like we've got great alignment with campus and the chancellor. Um, and so I think engagement to all those bodies that I just mentioned are, are going to be really important. And we really need to do that, you know, with all our programs. Certainly we have – you know, some teams and some coaches that, that do that in a, in a really good manner. Uh, so th- this will be very similar uh, to some of the other programs we have. We've got ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert with us, the hiring made official earlier this afternoon of uh, Coach Mike Swartz. He is the 24th coach in ECU football, basketball history as the head coach. Uh, right now will remain with uh, Tennessee as the associate head coach and uh, we'll be with them through the uh, conclusion of their NCAA tournament run. They will play tomorrow in the afternoon against uh, Longwood as a uh, three-seed. Uh, John, were you in on the uh, the call or the discussion that Coach Swartz had with the uh, existing roster? I, I was not. I was on uh, another call uh, okay. with, with the board, and so I, w- I did not sit in on the call with the players. Gotcha. He, he noted that and talked about that today. I guess I, I would just, you know, what, what communication have you had with the players in the aftermath of what went down Friday and, and through this whole, whole process? I know you've been busy. I know you've been uh, engaged with uh, Coach Swartz, uh, and, and I'm sure his representatives on this. But as far as fielding those player questions uh, and concerns, how has that process gone? And, and I'm sure you're, you're kind of have an open-door policy with them. Well, well, absolutely. I've got an open door policy. Um, you know, I've met with the players multiple times, um, you know, to talk about, you know, what we were doing it and how we were doing it. I met with them again, uh, yesterday, uh, to talk about coach and, and, you know, talk about, uh, some of the things that, that I anticipated coming with him, uh, you know, from an accountability standpoint, um, and so we've had some very good conversations with the players. I anticipate some, you know, one-on-ones with them. And I've asked them, you know, to give the new coach a chance and, and uh, let him engage with you at the appropriate time. So 
excited about you know where that's headed. You know, from all indications that I've heard, the call went well today, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to start reaching out to them. You, you know, as he has time over the next couple of days. John, as far as terms, uh, that really wasn't discussed today in the call. Is there is there any insight you could shed on terms of the agreement? Yeah, it, it's a five-year term, and uh, I, I know that they were working on campus getting a final signature, and they were going to send that out here pretty shortly to everyone. I'm assuming, uh, is there a range of salary, or again, you just want to wait until the, the ink is dry? I, so I'd rather wait and let, let the contract come out where everyone uh, can see it. Gotcha. Uh, we've got ECU Director of Athletics, John Gear. We'll appreciate his time with us here. I know you've got a lot uh, to do here. First chance to really talk to you since all of this uh, began, and uh, the first chance to talk to you uh, since the end of the basketball season. What necessitated a change in leadership? Uh, what, what was your thought process in that? And was it any one thing, or was it a culmination of things you felt like the direction of the program was not well? Where you wanted wh- when it to go? you you know when a, a coaching change is made, it first of all the, these jobs are extremely difficult, and you know you try to look at everything comprehensively and and make the best decision that that you can make uh, for for the program. And I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Joe Dooley as a coach. Uh, I know that, you know, whatever he chooses to do moving forward, he's going to be successful in. Uh, and, and I am excited about, you know, what the future holds and, you know, w- working to, to try to move this program forward where we all want it to be. There's been a lot of uh, chatter a lot of uh, armchair quarterbacking about commitment, uh, and, and I think that does go beyond money. Money's a big part of that. Financials are a big part of that. But there's also, uh, I, I think, a real buy-in that seems like now uh, is, is really taking hold uh, from, as you say, the chancellor level on down, which is, is a great thing for basketball and for the athletics. But I, I just want to give you the chance to respond to that because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think, you know, a, a couple things I would say is, you know, r- right now o- over the last couple of years, and I'm not counting the COVID year, uh, obviously everybody took a hit uh, during COVID, but, but over the last couple of years, we're, we're spending more money on ECU basketball than we ever have in the history of ECU basketball. And, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form implying that it's enough or, or that's all we're going to do. But uh, we, we are doing more. Um, obviously, if you look at the, the budgets uh, in general, you know, what, what we spend on charter flights, uh, training table, you know, those types of things, they're coming out of a separate bucket, not necessarily the ECU basketball budget. And so as you look at that, uh, you know, you, you don't factor that number in. Uh, it, it certainly makes um, a difference. We can do more. Um, you know, I need to do more. Uh, we, we need to engage our donors to help invest uh, in the basketball program more. I think certainly, you know, uh, a, a coach and getting our players engaged with those donors, you know, certainly can help drive that as well. There are several things that we've done for basketball, 
you know, over the last couple of years, we've redone the floor at Menji's. When I first arrived, it was a very dark brown color. Uh, you know, we put graphics throughout the building when I first arrived. You know, there there really was no signage in Menji's. You, you hardly could tell, you know, what school or team it was. Uh, we redid the concourse floor uh, in Menji's, you know, where we took the old 80s tile uh, out of the concourse right. and, and went with a better polished concrete look. You know, we had some generous donors step forward and help with the basketball uh, locker room renovation. So, uh, you know, the the charter flights we've added in, uh, again, but we had to restrict some of that uh, with COVID from a, you know, budgetary standpoint. And again, not enough, not, not saying that, that uh, it is enough and, and, you know, we can't work to do more, but I, I do feel like our, our basketball team is supported. John, uh, what are your goals for the program? I mean, I don't know if you want to, I don't it'd be unfair to ask you when, when, you know, when told or anything like that, but I mean, you know, as we get this sort of fresh start with basketball, what are the goals for East Carolina basketball from your perspective? Well, I, I think, you know, number one, it's what we all want. We, we do want to win. I mean, it's fun when you, you know, when you win games and, and you see it uh, in sports when you're, when you're winning, it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're very engaging with, you know, the communities and our donors. Like, we, we need private giving to help, you know, build and sustain these athletic programs. And that takes time and engagement. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, we made a lot of headway in that with football this year. You know, we started having some success, and we had a lot of donors that have stepped to the plate uh, to, to help invest in it. And so I, I think the more engaging we can be, um, you know, deliberate positive engagement and, and pull them in to, to help them be a part of all of it. John, thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate your time greatly. I know it's been a, uh, an exciting yet busy day and busy time for you. So I, I really appreciate this time and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Patrick. Go Pirates. All right, there he goes. Uh, Mike, or John Gilbert uh, with us uh, here. Uh, Mike Swartz hired as the uh, new uh, head basketball coach. I, I know there is some, because I had a lot of you texting me on the always anonymous text line, Ben Byram, uh, about the terms of the deal, but uh, I, I don't want to peddle in something that's not fact with uh, or, or verified by our people uh, with the AT on the phone. Uh, I, I, that's just, that's bad form. And uh, we, we, you know, put that out there for John to answer. He's got some processes he has to follow so i i get it uh and it does appear it's an incentive laden contract but i think that's sort of the the john gilbert way and i think that's what you have to do at east carolina a lot of these agreements have to be incentive uh based uh and that seems to be the case here uh i do know and i knew this prior to that there is a uh, there are some incentives and benchmarks that would trigger uh an automatic renewal year so it would extend it by a year if some of those are met uh, anyway, we will uh, grab a break, uh, come back and have some audio. We're going to go past 6 o'clock here. We'll try not to go way past because I don't want to uh, have our crew hang out here all night. But uh, we'll come back, uh, a little bit of an update. We'll get into a pirate report, play some audio from today. You see you baseball last, lost last night in extra uh, innings. 
A little bit from Cliff Godwin on that, maybe. And uh, Mike Houston on the first day of spring practice. So uh, that's all to come. We'll take a break. Come back with more. Pat Show, part of our extended coverage of the hiring of ECU basketball, Mike Swartz. articles and what's going on in the pirate nation i thought that's what facebook updates were for like and comment on 94.3 the game's facebook page right now more of the patrick johnson show is coming up on 94.3 the game and 94.3 the game.com time for a weather update and yep there's still weather outside it's a temperature it could rain or not it's either hot or cold so wear a jacket or don't anyway good luck Unclear information isn't helpful, which is why when your car needs repair, head to Meineke Car Care Centers. With Meineke e-inspection, we'll send photos and technician notes straight to your phone, telling you what should be fixed and why. Get a basic oil change starting in 1995. Meineke, doing car care right. At participating locations, terms and conditions apply. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Like us on Facebook for breaking sports stories and the latest from around the Pirate Nation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's 94.3 The Game's Facebook page. Like us and follow us there today. Ben Barm here for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We're taking a look at the latest from Pirate Athletics as new ECU basketball head coach Michael Schwartz held his introductory press conference. He talked about what attracted him to take the ECU head coaching job. Specifically to ECU, Patrick, is this. Great conference. Great, great basketball conference. I believe it's a great location. I think when you talk about the eastern part of North Carolina, and its accessibility to players, its access, accessibility up 95, down 95. I think it's a very enticing place to be able to have student athletes and their families want to come see and be a part of. You can check out videos and quotes from the introductory press conference from Michael Schwartz on our social media pages at 943thegame on Facebook and Twitter. Moving on from March Madness, the first four play tonight as Bryant battles Wright State. Tonight with tip-off set for 640. The current odds out of Vegas have the Wright State Raiders favored by the Bulldogs by 2.5 points. 
Later on tonight from the first four, Notre Dame takes on Rutgers. They have that one as a toss-up from Vegas as the Fighting Irish are favored by a point. Meanwhile, from the NFL free agency, frenzy continues. Deshaun Watson has narrowed down his trade destinations to four teams, the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Cleveland Browns. The Panthers signed running back Deontay Foreman from the Titans, as well as ex-Browns receiver Rashard Higgins. The Las Vegas Raiders have reached a deal with veteran pass rusher and four-time Pro Bowler Chandler Jones. It doesn't end there for the Raiders as they trade Unique Ngakwe to the Colts for a package that includes corner Rocky Sin. The Commanders have released a pair of veterans and defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis and guard Eric Flowers. The Giants get a veteran backup in Tyrod Taylor. The Browns have released tight end Austin Hooper. The Saints reach deals with former Jets safety Marcus May. The Ravens add safety Marcus Williams and offensive tackle Morgan Moses. L.A. Rams offensive tackle Andre Whitworth is officially retired after 16 seasons. The Vikings reach a deal with Cardinals linebacker Jordan Hicks. The Jaguars have released leading tackler Miles Jack. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers grab Falcons receiver Russell Gage and trade for Brady's former teammate and guard Shaq Mason. And the Titans let go of veteran cornerback Jack Rabbit Jenkins and wide receiver Julio Jones. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. More from the P-Man after this quick timeout. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to barberhendrickhonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the comfort of home. At Barber Hendrick Honda, there will be no payment for 90 days when you finance through Ally, and you may qualify for 0.9% financing on selected models. Barber Hendrick Honda, a proud member of the Eastern North Carolina community at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 
Get the latest on the East Carolina Pirates each day on the Patrick Johnson Show with our daily Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, we'll go a little past six here. Special coverage of the hiring of Mike Swartz as ECU's next head basketball coach. Uh, again, a little bit of a timeline if you've not been with us since uh, we started at 4 o'clock. Uh, Thursday, EC, March 10th, ECU's season came to an end, 74-63, in a loss in the AAC tournament to uh, Cincinnati. Pirates finished 15-15. and Cincinnati uh, swept East Carolina on Friday, 94-3, the game the first to report the dismissal of uh, head coach or former head coach Joe Dooley. Uh, apparently, we learned and uh, well confirmed in public. Some of us may have already known that uh, apparently Coach Gilbert made his way uh, out to Knoxville to speak personally over the weekend with Michael Swartz. A lot of speculation, though, about who would be the uh, next coach for ECU started to grow. Uh, the story uh, breaks. We confirm it on Monday that Mike Swartz is the new head man and uh, today the BOT approval uh, just about uh, – a little over two hours uh, ago, it was uh, formalized. All right, uh, let's do today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, we'll start first things first with uh, ECU football. What? Yeah, ECU football. This is... uh... This is uh, Mike Houston, courtesy of Nine on Your Side Sports, uh, talking about uh, the the spirited start of the great weather yesterday to the start of the uh, 15th session spring football season. An enthusiastic day one. Uh, Had great weather. I mean, gosh. I wished, uh, I wished every day was going to be like that. I had a couple of recruits out there at practice. I told them, I said, every day is like this at East Carolina, mid-70s and, you know, perfect weather. But uh, good weather, good energy. Uh, you know, everything wasn't perfect, okay? But uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there, especially, you know, you look, you watch our, you know, our, our top units, uh, and, you know, they, they look a lot like what you want them to be day one. A uh, extra innings loss for ECU baseball as they lose 9-8 at Old Dominion, 21st-ranked team in the land. The Monarchs, a bases-loaded walk in extra innings was the difference. Cliff Godwin afterwards here on 94-3 the game. We competed. You know, we were a little bit thin in the bullpen, had to get to bullpen too early. Um, guys competed their tails off. We were just not quite good enough. I mean, they're a really good team. They're really offensive. Um, but – Thought our guys really, really competed, which is what I care about. I'm not happy that we lost, but our guys competed their tails off. All right. Uh, guys, I don't have that list in front of me yet. So, uh, Ben, or okay, what you got, Ben? Go ahead and tell us what we have coming up here. This is uh, from the press conference a little earlier. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, hit this uh, here with uh, Ben telling us what we got with uh, Coach uh, Mike Swartz. What do you have, Ben? Well, Mike Schwartz started things off of letting everybody know his focus right now is still on with Tennessee. We have worked really hard here at Tennessee to put ourselves in a position where we are right now, heading into tomorrow's first round game against Longwood. And so I have to be very clear. That is where all my focus is. That is uh, unequivocally, it is Longwood game tomorrow. And that is where I will be. 
the plan is for whenever the season culminates that I will be able to be in Greenville full time. But as of right now, everything is with Tennessee, our current players, our current coaches and our staff. It's a really, really special group of guys. All right. Uh, do not adjust your set. Patrick Johnson show. It's our special coverage. We're about to enter into a third hour of it. We will not go the whole third hour, but, uh, uh, we're about to enter into an extra hour of it uh, here. This is the beauty of local, uh, true local radio, truly committed to ECU local radio, is that we can uh, uh, get all of our commercial inventory in, as vast as that is, obscene profits and all. But uh, we can also uh, cover the Pirates unlike anyone else. So uh, we're able to do that here. Uh, Mike Swartz from earlier in his press avail uh, spoke passionately and uh, with authority for uh, more than 30 minutes. This is what he says he's looking for in a program. Anytime as a coach, you're looking for your first opportunity to be a head coach. There's certain things that you always look at. Uh, you're always going to ask yourself questions. And the first question being the leadership. You're always going to look at what the leadership of the university. You're going to look at the alignment between the leadership, the campus side, and the athletic side. You're gonna look, is it a place your family can be happy? Is it a, a place that your children, your wife, family will be excited to call home? The support of the program, uh, what the fan base, the support, the community, and, and other things that would either hinder or enhance the success of the basketball program. And those are honestly for, for assistant coaches or even head coaches going to other head coaching positions. Those are the, that's what you look at and you ask yourself those questions. And I, I will say this unequivocally that East Carolina university checked all those boxes and not only checked them, but emphatically did and got me very excited about the opportunity to lead the men's basketball program. All right, a couple more uh, comments from Coach Swartz here. Uh, this on uh, John Gilbert driving west across the Smokies into uh, Knoxville to meet with him. This was uh, that story according to uh, Coach Swartz. Sunday when we won the championship, he reached out to me after the game, and he told me that he wanted to meet in Knoxville that evening, that he had made – the six or so hour drive, six to seven hour drive, and that he was going to be in Knoxville when we landed that evening. I was floored, to be honest with you. I, I was taken back. And as excited as I was about the potential of being the head coach at East Carolina University, to know that he made that drive that day, just put it over the top from a standpoint of what the leadership and what the motivation and the vision that he has for East Carolina, the athletic department, the whole university, and the community and surrounding community. I mean, he let it be known to me, and he was there that night. Uh, Mike uh, Swartz, more comments from him here. What uh, he believes ECU already has in place to be successful. We have great leadership. That is really important starting from Chancellor Rogers to John Gilbert. We have John Gilbert to Ryan Robinson, Carolyn Bevillard. I know there is great leadership there. 
again, I alluded to some of the coaches that are already at ECU. I know there's a great head coaching and coaching community there that is going to help and that I'm going to lean on. Athletics, the momentum of the university, the momentum of the athletic department is going up. So that is as important as anything, and I'm so fired up about that. When it comes to specifically basketball, we have one of the best states in the country for high school talent and prep talent. And I know that for a fact because I've had a chance to recruit that when I was at Miami, when I was at Tulsa, here at Tennessee. We've always recruited North Carolina. And I asked him about uh, what uh, attracted him to the uh, job here at East Carolina. Specifically to ECU, Patrick, is this. Great conference. Great, great basketball conference. I believe it's a great location. I think when you talk about the eastern part of North Carolina and its accessibility to players, its accessibility up 95, down 95, I think it's a very enticing place to be able to have student athletes and their families want to come see and be a part of. Ben, that video looks good. Good job. Oh, I was giving Ben some uh, flowers there. Ben, I'm giving you flowers. Appreciate it. The, the video looks great. We're, we're posted the video on 94.3, the uh, game's uh, Facebook page. So looks good. Great job there, Ben. Uh, we are uh, here from Mike Swartz. Uh, the focus on recruiting in North Carolina, that kind of ch- it was not one of the questions I was going to ask as my second question or follow-up, but um, I-, I felt like that was uh, germane to uh, the conversation because there's a bevy of talent here. And look, not everybody who comes out, a lot of y'all ain't going to like hearing this, but a lot of talent that comes out of Eastern North Carolina cannot play in the American. They can't. Now, you got Damian Dunn. I don't know what happened there. But that's someone who can play in the American. So even if it's a a kid that maybe isn't a slam dunk, pardon the pun, to play in the league, I do think it's important to engage local kids, to engage Eastern North Carolina kids. And if you can get guys on – and maybe they're the eighth or ninth man in your rotation, that still is a, a a positive in many ways than somebody who's from, you know, parts unknown. So uh, recruiting on North Carolina, asked uh, Coach about that. I think any time that you have had a chance to uh, be in this profession as long as I have, um, the, the, the network and the connections, uh, you know, the relationships, that honestly, they, they're, they're – nationwide for me. I've been from California to Florida, to the Midwest, to down South. Uh, We've recruited internationally a lot here at Tennessee. So yeah, absolutely. But without question, the state of North Carolina is going to be the area where our focus, our whole entire coaching staff's focus will be. Coach was asked about uh, current players possibly hitting the portal. We talked about it openly, and and that is something that is very important to me. Again, it's who I am as a person. I believe in communication. I believe in transparency. I've learned this also. And, again, Coach Barnes has provided a foundation for me as a coach and as a person. And addressing things head on and really clarity is very important. So we talked about it. Uh, We talked about the transfer portal. We talked about what this looks like. I told him. I wish I was there face-to-face with them and had a chance to meet with them individually and get a chance to 
really discuss what they're thinking, what our program vision looks like, but that's not the case right now. So when you talk about the transfer portal and the roster, it's very hard to predict that. Uh, all right. Uh, on building a postseason caliber program, Coach Swartz on that. Well, I definitely, you know, there's no timeline. I know this, that the process starts today. That's what I do know. I don't know how long it will take. Um, and I, I don't want to give you any coaching jargon about it. But here's what I'll say. What has happened in the past does not affect what happens in the future. All we can do and all I can do is we can build our program, campus, with the athletic department, with the community. We're going to build it, and we are going to do everything we can to do what you just said. Make this an NCAA tournament team, make this a postseason team, and build the strongest possible program possible. Uh, we're uh, listing some of the comments. You heard them in their entirety earlier from uh, new ECU basketball head coach Mike Swartz. Uh, ben, where are we on the vast soundbite roster? Are we up to eight here? Did we, we just did, we're nine. Okay, thank you, Ben. Uh, and coach had, uh, was asked about, uh, you know, going and leaving uh, Tennessee early, said it was never a thought that entered his mind. Sometimes you can't control timing, timing of things, the way things happen. Uh, again, that's, that's the stuff we're all going to, you know, we're going to hopefully teach our players about here at Tennessee and at ECU, just understand the timing of things, what you can't control. You have to make, you know, you move forward, you press forward with it. But as far as being with the Tennessee team and being throughout this run, that was never even a thought. Uh, this group is as special a group as we've ever been around. I love every one of them, these players, the relationships, that I have with them. Um, All right. And uh, what he, Al Myatt, who knew? Al Myatt with a question at the end from the authoritative voice of, uh, <laughs> of what was it, Ben? You had to let that be known, the authoritative <laughs> independent voice. I love it. I love it. Uh, what is Coach Swartz looking for in his staff? Coaches that align with the same vision, have the same optimism and same energy towards ECU that I have. You know, it's okay if they have different philosophy basketball. That is actually going to be a good thing. Offense, defense, that's how we're going to put this thing together uh, in terms of uh, being able to build something special. But the vision, the excitement, the development piece, the accountability piece that we're going to have for the program, all coaches, all staff on board, got to have that same mindset. And I really do live by those four pillars. All right, uh, there we go. Uh, he went into those four pillars. Uh, let me just read that really quickly. He talked about character, competitiveness, work ethic, slash preparation, and then confidence, slash humility, and then also added communication. So, look, uh, I think by and large kind of won the press conference, said a lot of things. I think a really effective communicator. A lot of enthusiasm and passion. I think he's got uh, a program that is in fairly decent condition to take over. It's not like uh, the situation, quite frankly, that Coach Dooley took over a few years ago. So I think there's some good, there's some positives here. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know Coach a little more. I wish him the best of luck when they play Tennessee tomorrow. A couple of quick notes. Uh, Archie Miller, remember him? 
Uh, apparently interviewing for the job at Rhode Island. Of course, was at Dayton and Indiana, played at NC State. Interesting stuff there. Uh, ben, did you get anything on uh, – I, I know you reported on it, but I was communicating and returning some texts and emails uh, during your update. Uh, what's the latest on Deshaun Watson as far as the Panthers and other other suitors go real quick? Because I know you and Philip have, uh, while working your fingers to the bone on all this today, have also followed that uh, probably a little more closely than I have. Well, there's a couple of late suitors now. He reached out to the Falcons. That was the place he specifically wanted Woo! to talk to. So the whole really? NFC South is kind of on notice when it comes to Sean Watson besides the Bucks And uh, the Browns as well. That's why Baker put out a statement pleading his case to still be the starter of Cleveland. So uh, <laughs> some late suitors coming in now and uh, making things interesting. Uh, there we go. I don't think we're going to get them. <laughs> it's not looking too good. Well, and I don't want to stay on and yam on, ramble on this. We can get into it tomorrow, but. You know, I, I just I think tomorrow, uh, or I, I think the Panthers. What is what's the appeal? I mean, McCaffrey, if he's healthy, he's a heck of a weapon. Offensive line, I know they signed uh, the, the, one of the free agents out of Los Angeles, but I mean, the offensive line is still very much a work in progress. There's no ace receiver. McCaffrey's not proven to stay healthy long enough the last two years to. To, to take advantage of him. I mean, again, you and I joked about this the other day, but the sales pitch is you're going to be in the best cardiovascular shape of your life because you're going to be running on every play, running <laughs> for your life. I mean, other than that, I, I, right now, what do you have to offer? Because they, they're going to have to dismantle parts of their defense to get him, potentially. Yeah, everything that Matt Rule worked hard to build, that was one of the few things he did right in Carolina was building that defense, and that's potentially going to be gone in a trade package for Watson. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll have uh, the complete day's coverage at 943thegame.com under our podcast PJ Show page uh, in just a matter of uh, moments. So uh, stand by for that. You can listen to the introductory press conference of Mike Swartz in its entirety. Uh, Don't know yet if we're going to have Coach Swartz on uh, the morning show or not. Still waiting on that. So maybe tune in tomorrow to talk of the town just to see. You get to deal with me again, so that's always good. Big Hen will be there, yeah. And then uh, coming up uh, tomorrow, 5 o'clock, we'll be back. Patrick Johnson show. Uh, we'll have more reaction to this. Our pal Brian Mull will join us to talk NCAA tournament, the Mike Swartz hiring, and also uh, HV3 and golf as well. So uh, all of that tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson show. Big, big thanks to John Gilbert for joining us today. Also, Cy Seymour. Big, big, big thanks to Ben Byram. And uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington, great job by those guys helping put this together uh, today. Their efforts uh, gave us what I think is unprecedented and unrivaled coverage. All right, we'll be uh, back at it uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Uh, check 94.3 The Game social media for more uh, videos throughout the evening and tomorrow. And we'll catch you tomorrow for the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great night, everybody. Oh,